I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 55. If we really believe what we say we believe, we'd be confident and brave enough to embark on a mission of love. Somebody's quick reply can be so misinterpreted so quickly and it just gets lost in translation. Right. I think a lot of churches and ministries don't actually have an ongoing dialogue. It's a stage. Twitter is a stage. Facebook is a stage. There's actually no interaction going on. Can I turn his name into a verb? This week's podcast is brought to you by the Social Media Handbook. Whether you work for a church, ministry, or nonprofit, you'll find valuable guidance on creating a strategy, the implications of ignoring social, best practices for the Big Five, as well as how to adapt to the changing landscape of social media. Visit churchmagpress.com to learn more. On this week's podcast, we have a very special guest, Jay Cranda, from the Social Media Church Podcast. If you want to join the conversation, use the hashtag CMAGCast. But before we jump into this episode, let's take a listen to this week's Church Mag Pro Tip from Jonathan Malm about church websites. Hey guys, Jonathan Malm here with a quick ministry tip. Today's tip is all about your church's website. We all know a nice website design is important to the success of your church online. Unfortunately, we often forget a few key things when it comes to our website. We can get so focused on the design that we leave off vital pieces of information and content. So here are five things your church website needs to have on it. Get a great design, but make sure you include these things. Number one, location. Don't make your people assume your church is in their city. If your church is the Summit Church, are you in Canada, Texas, Miami? Don't make people have to go to your contact page to find out. Put it on the front page. Your location is a huge part of your church's DNA. Next, put real people from your church on your site. Don't just use stock photos. One of the main things people look for when considering a church is the type of people who attend. Are there people like me that go there? Show a good cross-section of people who actually attend your church. Number three, the inside of your building. One of the scariest parts of visiting a new church is actually going inside the doors. You might wonder what will happen there. Will they sacrifice chickens? Handle snakes? Is it weird inside? Show people the inside of your building to help ease some of those fears. You don't have to do a building walkthrough online, but make sure photos show what it looks like inside your church. Number four, service times. Make sure your service times are easy to find and that they're accurate. Also, be sure to only publicize service times where you want guests to show up. If you have a midweek service that's mainly for your congregation, why would you advertise that on your site as one of your flagship services? Be sure everything you advertise on your site is perfectly geared toward guests. Those are the bulk of your website visitors. Number five, and finally, give people an idea of what makes your church unique. What style of music do you guys worship to? What's the preaching like? What makes your church tick? Makes it unique. When you show your website visitors the type of personality your church has, you make it easy for them to say, that's a place I can fit in. Be yourself and be honest about who you are. So there's the tip. Make your church website awesome. I want to encourage you to check out my two books for church creatives. First one is Created for More, a 30-day devotional to help you start seeing your life more creatively. And then there's Unwelcome. It's 50 ways you can make your church more welcoming. Grab them on Amazon or iBooks. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider, which I just got done editing last week's podcast last night, guys. And there was this big, long, dramatic uh 
I don't want to say argument or disagreement, explanation of the reintroduction after the initial introduction. So, as you can see, Jeremy, I stuck to the second introduction despite your pushback from last week. Uh, this week we have along with us to have a little bit of fun, Jay from the Social Media Church podcast with us. Jay, you're going to have to pronounce your last name. Before we started recording, Jeremy had you say it, but I, I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I was slurping my coffee too loud. Jay, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. It's Jay Crand, and so I'm really glad to be on the show and uh, meet everybody. This is actually the first time, you know, it's kind of like we have online connections. I've tweeted a couple of you guys, and it's kind of, it's really fun to hear everybody's voice. And well, not everybody's voice. Phil's voice kind of is not really going so well this morning. It's intimidating, isn't it? You can go ahead and say it. It comes at you, and you're like, "Whoa, what do I do with that?" It's kind of, it's kind of scary. Like, yeah. Like a big dog, you don't know if it's cuddly or if it's going to bite you. It's just kind of there. And today, it should be noted, Jay, that we've never done this with an interview with everybody here. So this is a beta test. If we scare you away, we probably won't do it anymore. So no pressure or anything. Yes. Just recognize this is how we go. And really, what you see is what you get on the podcast. There's no magic here. So just kind of hopefully hang on as we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it. Uh, what you see is what you get, but it's a podcast, so you're not going to see much. So just <laughs> fair warning. So the topic for today, we're going to talk with Jay about, um, since they do the social media podcast, you know, how many times, how many times do things blow up, especially on social media, especially on things like Twitter, where you're limited to characters, and it seems like, you know, people take these great big thoughts and ideas and they stuff it into a tweet or a Facebook message or something like that and su surprisingly enough or surprisingly enough we're surprised that people get irritated they get upset and it's like these little battles break out online because everyone's limited to how many words they can use um, Jay w what do you think about about that you know churches face that ministries face that we, we face that as in individuals we might say something and get people riled up for maybe good reason, maybe not for good reason. How w w do you have some tips for us on how we can uh, approach those online conflicts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately it's just people and versus people, and sometimes in when you have environments where there's so little, I guess, play space really to express emotion or your tone, things just can be misread. Especially, I just feel like with an online medium, you're trying to, you know usually spit an idea and somebody's quick reply can be so misinterpreted so quickly and it just gets lost in translation. I mean, you just, I mean, everybody's a hero online um, or anybody really can be a hero or some kind of aggressive individual. But usually um, when you meet them, um, you meet him or her, they tend to be a little bit, you know, a little bit more kick back. And I think most people really before you, you write that comment or send that reply tweet, or post that, you know, that post on someone else's blog, probably should take a deep breath and realize, hey, can this be misunderstood? Um, because you need to make sure that, you know, you never know where that other person's at. You never know what's going on in their day. And we actually say that, you know, my day-to-day -day job is an online pastor, um, you know, at Saddleback Church. And um, I tell our online community, you know, most people don't really, most you know, most people don't go throughout their day, either in their work environment, at their home life, maybe from the kids or their spouse, really hearing that, you know, they're valued and they're important. Most people don't have healthy environments where they're cared for. And so most people are kind of really on edge. And, you know, your email, you know, kind of on the counter, 
your prayer request to them or their response back or your call might be their only touch point that week, that month, that year, that's high value care. And so you got to be there caring for them and let them know, you know, you're being, you know, Jesus in that moment. And so on the, on the kind of the opposite, you know, that means anybody's at a tipping point, really. Um, especially, you know, especially somebody without Christ, especially somebody in, in a moment of, 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 of urgency. And when you're online and you, you know, if one of us writes something, let's say, and someone replies back, we could just be like, what, who is this punk? What is going on? So I think we just got to be careful because we just don't know, you know, a profile pic in a bio doesn't say anything about someone's mood. Now that we have a full-time pastor here, I feel like it's time to do a little confession and stuff like that. Cause we're not doing this topic out of left field, right? I, there was an actual interaction a month ago, maybe where you had posted something about Google plus. And if you know me, I like Google plus and all I did, all I did personally was say, Hey, just so you know that those facts are based off of some terrible research um, and coming from people that haven't actually used the platform. And I included Dustin Stout in this conversation and he ended up going, Dust- <laughs> is this a good one? Can I turn his name into a verb? He went all Dustin Stouty on you, <laughs> um, making sure he defended his platform. And in some ways you experienced that for yourself. Wait a minute, Jeremy, let me get this straight. You six. Sicked- Dustin, the Google Plus Kool-Aid drinker on these guys. I, I'm just to, to I, say I, don't I know him meant that I was hoping he would tear them a new one. I wasn't hoping he'd tear them a new one. I was just saying <laughs> trying to include him in on a conversation. He, he opened the Dustin Stout spout and went and fire hosed him down. Gosh. Oh. oh, that was that was that was a great move. You know, I, I will say, you know, that was the, the 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 unexpected. I had no idea there was this loyal. Google Plus army underneath the like waves, you know, I was just like, oh my, who, you know, I felt like I was like got attacked by a militant group that I didn't know was a militant group. (laughs) Well, and and I think that that's kind of the idea behind people's responses digitally is we can just post something and not necessarily expect it. We could not expect it from the, the person because I just recently posted an article saying we don't need another church mag. And one of my previous bloggers that I used to write with, um, was upset about how I had communicated something like that. And so I didn't even expect that from him. I expected some kind of response because um, I recognized that the title was a little bit flamboyant, mm. but I wasn't expecting it from someone that I had blogged alongside. And so in similar ways, you didn't expect it at that time. I didn't expect it from that kind of person. And it, it can feel very personal in that process. Um, how did you, did you feel like that digital communication got personal too quickly or how did you kind of interact with it in that aspect? Well, I think, um, and, and that is a great um, kind of microcosm thing to examine. Um you know, and, and I think, um, well, Niels and I, who, you know, Neil Smith is somebody that, you know, we, we co-host our podcast together. We, we have our own platforms. I mean, we're not huge platforms that we manage, but, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll post something and, you know, I'll realize, man, some people read this and they're opinionated, especially with church online. A lot of people have had opinions about, you know, what's theologically sound and so forth and what can you do, can't you do. And so I'm used to, you know, especially being at, at a, at a church like Saddleback, I'm used to that whole like, premise of, you know, if, if, if you're the tallest blade of grass, you know, someone's going to be looking to take you down kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so with our podcast, we, we've had some, you know, some success and, um, you know, getting rolling. And so when, when we did that, you know, it was kind of like, oh, wow, people are listening. 
kind of moment, you know, and, you know, like, wow, the, I didn't realize that. And so when, you know, we had an exchange on Twitter and then Dustin got engaged, um, you know, I, you know, you guys have, you know, it's, it's, you know, really early in the morning here on the West coast and I'm sarcastic now and I can be that way online and I'm often misread or misunderstood. And so I know with Dustin, you know, we were talking about it and I, and I made a comment like, and this is not supposed to be personal or anything. I was like, I didn't realize, you know, I had offended your mother in this. Like, I didn't, like I'm just talking about Google plus and I'm just trying to be practical to the full-time pastor that's trying to do their job and their church is growing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I can really honestly tell them like, Hey, make sure you take Google plus as seriously as Facebook, you know? And that was like me. I was like, I'm just being honest. Like, I, I think it's a big part. It's a presence, but, and on the flip side, you know, that introduction, we had them on our show and we had a good conversation. You know what I mean? Like I was like, okay, that's good. You know, when I think of Google plus, I just think of SEO. And I'm like, I get it. Google can like, you know, strangle you and make sure that you have a presence on there. Um, but there was some really good stuff. So on the flip side, it kind of made me more aware and it made me end up and, and I'll say this, I did get a bunch of Google plus invitations after that. <laughs> a lot of people were friending me on Google plus, which was hilarious. But I, I think I realized how close he was to it. He, he had some vested interest. So he wanted to defend his, his, his kind of investment. And on the flip side, there was some good information. So I was like, okay, I think I dismissed it a little bit too quickly. I think I need to be, you know, aware, obviously Google is a, you know, I love Google and, you know, we're using Google Hangouts right now. And so, you know, I use Google all the time and it was, it was a good awareness and, and I had to check, okay, maybe I should check the facts. Cause I did, I, to be honest, I totally read that from like an attack blog and you, you, Jeremy, were the first one to point that out, you know, that that blog was not a credible thing and it was, they were taking facts and skewing it. I mean, I still think the tone of it was like, Hey, let's not play dumb here. You know, I think there's something here we need to be aware of. It may not be it's closing, but it may be just adjusting, which Google does all the time. And so there, there was some good fact checking there. And, and I enjoyed it. I, I think conflict, you know, kind of taking that death by meeting a Patrick Lencioni kind of approach. I think conflicts at the root of everything that's, you know, every good movie, every good story. Um, and I think if we if we ignore that elephant in the room, then, you know, we're having bland, boring conversations. And I think just hearing your guys' exchange th through the three of you guys, you know, um, I mean, through everybody here is that you guys are, you know, there's some conflict here even within your guys' friendship. And I think that's what makes it fun to listen to you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Niels and I do the same thing. You know, I'm a Lakers fan. He's a Spurs fan. I hate Texas because I live in the best place where there is to live in the world. California. What, what? Why would you hate Texas, Jay? Don't mess with Texas, bro. I mean, I'm from yeah. Illinois, but even I know that. Okay. And, and, and there's there's no tension here. We all recognize that Google Plus sucks, right, Jeremy? <laughs> Don't make me send Dustin out on you. I will. Clearly, that's a that's a legitimate threat. Dustin weighs ninety five pounds, soaking wet. I'm not worried about him. <laughs> so, so I was curious with you guys with, with the church mag, just presence. Hey, do you guys respond to everything? Everything now, like every negative email or comment. Are you guys at a size that that's practical for you guys? Yes, we res we we uh, reply to everything because we are listening because we are we are somewhat tired of. The, all these social media experts and these people blowing the trumpet on how how to do social media, how to be relational, how to do this, that, and the other, but they don't actually do it themselves. And so we're very, very on the alert to say, 
you know, hey, we're not only going to tell you that you need to reply, but we're going to reply ourselves. And I think, I think, like for me, like we are, we are back into setup. Every post that I post, I get instant notification of a comment, and so if I can't get to it, you know, we're, I'm not getting a dozen comments a day on a post. But if I were, then that means it's a really good post or to really yeah. spark some things I definitely should reply. So I, I try to reply day of or the next day in every comment I get because. Well, why I don't want to, I don't want to monologue. I want a dialogue. Mm-hmm. And if I want to throw something out there, I want folks to, to get back to me and tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. I'm, I, I'm not so self-conscious that I can't, that, um, comments scare me, but I'm not mm-hmm. so self-confident that I can't learn. Right. We, we don't. We, and I think that we, I think that we're in a unique situation that a lot of churches don't have in the fact that we have a community that's standing behind us. And so if someone says something snarky, if someone, um, is blatantly rude, which I'm not saying was the case for your situation or mine. Um, but if that ever happens and it's happened in the past, um, we have a whole community that we can fall back on and say, what is with this jerk? What's going on? Why? And I can bounce things off of them. I know I've had many times where I put my foot in the mouth, but thankfully I put my foot in the mouth because I was talking to people in the back channel and saying, okay, I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go for it. And they've been there to kind of, have me not jump off the cliff. And I think that that was important. And I don't think a lot of churches have that. And I think maybe that would be a great discussion of what do we do for churches that might not necessarily have that community? How could they approach that? Well, yeah, right. And I think a lot can be said about authenticity where, you know, we're, we're, we're um, always willing to say, Hey, we messed up. We made a mistake. We don't think we're perfect. We don't think we have all the answers. And uh, I, I think that can be pretty big as well, you know, being willing to admit when you're wrong or, you know, like Jeremy said, you know, we'll, we'll vent to each other and realize that our venting is wrong, you know, like, hey, you know, we're wrong in this situation. And I think that's, that's, that's really key as well. And, you know, I, I say we, we reply to everything. We try to reply to everything. It's quite possible that, that, you know, there's hiccups and we miss things and maybe something falls to the crack. So I don't want to say like we're 100% or anything like that, but it is our, it is our intention to reply to every, every bit of interaction that we have. Yeah, just to be clear, I didn't say that I was wrong. I never, ever say that I'm wrong. I just said that at that time I vented in a unique way. <laughs> <laughs> I I, th- I think we're, it's so strange because it just feels like most churches now, because everything is um, archived and saved and just forever, you know, um, remembered. Um, I, I, it just feels like, you know, more and more churches, I, I would just recommend them just to kind of almost be aware of basic PR training, you know, just kind of. Or, or you'd watch, you know, even suggest them to watch some, you know, Netflix series where like, you know, like the West Wing or something, how something can like be misunderstood, you know, uh, yeah. just like, hey, you know, people are looking through that. It's like, um, you know, you know, being a, a pastor, I, you know, you know, probably like you guys do some side work and and it's just so crazy with like you organizations, you know, they have one bad experience and it ruins a Yelp review, a Google review. And it's just before anybody sees anything, they see that negative. And what you would hate mm-hmm. is for a church to be hurt by some ignorant response. Right. You know, and, and, and I, I think the reason why the church struggles with this area, a lot of churches is because a lot of churches, you know, they kind of hide behind their theology and that they think that gives them grounds to be rude. Um, but obviously they're forgetting that whole 
love thing. You know, obviously the truth thing is overwhelming and that's kind of the constant and always will be constant. Right. I think a lot of churches and ministries don't actually have an ongoing dialogue. They're just completely, mm-hmm. it's it's a one way, it's a stage. Twitter is a stage, Facebook is a stage. There's actually no interaction going on. In fact, I've had people, rep- they've, they've tweeted at Church Mag and they've replied and they're like, wow, that was a fast reply or wow, you replied. They were shocked that we replied because so many organizations and ministries, they, they just never reply yeah. because it's just a stage for them. Yeah, I, I, I got a lot to say on this topic here. All right, ste- all right er- er- everyone step back a little bit. Phil has something yeah, to say. Yeah, there okay. we go. All right. <clears throat> Jay, with regard to your comment about a, about a you know, PR training for churches, I totally agree. It was at the, that Justine Sacco, was it a year or two ago, uh, she was a PR specialist, and she she tweeted offhandedly uh, uh, that uh, she's heading to South Africa, I hope I don't get AIDS, and she gets on a 12-hour plane flight. And she was saying, she was actually making uh, a comment, she was commentary on the uh, idea of white privilege, and she was trying to make a a thoughtful mm-hmm. comment on on the absurdity of, of social whatever it came off really racist <laughs> and she made this comment and for 12 hours she's silent on social media and she, when she gets off the plane she's not only fired but she's getting death threats and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and so uh, the idea there for me social media is a great place to have fun but you have to be on your game. You can't be fun, then be off. You got to be watching it because it's like a kindergarten classroom. You turn your back, and all of a sudden, there's a fire in the corner, and three kids are you know they're eating they're they're eating all the paste. You know, at the same time, I think your your comment about the churches hiding behind their their, their theology is a it's a great comment. And I think that they hide behind it because they're scared. Mm. I think that if we really believe what we say we believe, we'd be confident and brave enough to embark on a mission of love. You know, mm-hmm. the world's not so scary if we really believe that Christ is the answer to to all that ails us. I think us. it's also important to um, to give, be willing to give things time because social media is so so instant. And we have this need of, well, we just got a message, we need to reply right away, that it's okay to let things sit sometimes. It's okay to let an email sit, a blog comment sit, a tweet, a Facebook reply, whatever. It's okay to let that thing sit for for a little while. You don't have to reply right away so that you can give yourself time to digest it, to think about it, maybe reread it a few times. I mean, like Jeremy was saying yesterday, he uh, wrote a blog post that kind of stirred some things up. Um, And you got some more comments on that, by the way, Jeremy, after this podcast, you might want to check them out. Um, And... I, I, quite frankly, I wonder how many people got past the title. They just they read the title and maybe stopped reading. I don't know. And you know their comments may have been a little reactionary. And it's really important, you know, when Jeremy replies to those to not you know react right away, but to kind of think on it, you know, and 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 have a, a well crafted response. And and that's okay. You know, to take that time to craft a good response to people, or just, or just outsource it to Dustin Stout to have him come in there and just whip him. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or sick him on you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys are just this undertone. No, I and I think time is definitely the greatest healer of, of anything like that. You calm people down. I mean, it's like basic conflict resolution. And you know, I, I think the the my favorite is uh, you know hearing like the old way. You know, you know, President Lincoln would do that. He would write out a response to an angry general, and he would put it into a drawer and, you know, come back to it, you know, a day later to see if he still should, should send it. And often, you know, when, when he got assassinated, they found a drawer full of unsent letters. And that was kind of his process of, you know, fuming. It was a little bit of journaling, but just waiting, you know, and, and I think a lot of people should do that, you know, save a lot of emails draft, save a lot of tweets draft and see, you know, a couple hours later, do you still want to send that? You know, is that still there? (laughs) You know, it's just, 
pause. The pause button would be great, would be wise for all of humanity. In in the comment section on YouTube. I can't say anything better than that. So <laughs> just ne- never go into the comment section of YouTube alone. Always take a partner with yeah. you. It's a dark place and just stuff happens there. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. Oh I can't. Once, once you go troll, you don't go back. <laughs> Well, and, and I, I think on the flip, I think, you know, not, not to say, you know, having a negative kind of that kind of conversation is, 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 is good, is, is all, you know, bad. I think on the flip, there is that, you know, we should be okay with arguing a little bit. You know, I, I think that is kind of at the essence of kind of, you know, you even look at the Jewish faith back in the day. There's a lot of this bickering, arguing around theology. And, a lot, and obviously that led to a lot of perversions of theology. And, you know, you kind of adapt philosophically to one point and it kind of leads to a trail and you get away from the truth and all that stuff. But that's over time. But I think at the, at the essence of we need to be honest and we need to have that. Like, you know, Phil, you know, was talking about, you know, it's just. Yeah, people hide behind their theology, but there's also some things we should talk through. And I, I think having those honest conversations, not being PC, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big sports fan, you know, and right now I'm in basketball season. I, I was kind of laughing over this whole thing about, you know, um, the Clippers uh, thing about Matt Barnes said something about James Harden's mom on the court. And um, it was not a good thing. No one would ever say that. He was trying to get under somebody's skin so that somebody wouldn't play right. By the way, it worked. And he gets fined $50,000. And I kind of, I actually took a screenshot of the headline. And I was like, you know, like, I was like, really? Like, has nobody ever been into a locker room? Has nobody played sports? Has never went to a public high school? Like, people are mean. And that's what it is. And part of it is, like, I can't believe the NBA is actually fining over this. Now, I don't, I, I think you, I understand there's an image, but like also that's part of life. Like we get, we don't get along with people and we're going to be bothered. And, and really who we are is not character by what we do, but really how we react to everything. And so I was, I was just kind of laughing at that. And it's like, if, if I had a disagreement with, you know, something Eric posted or something Jeremy or whatever you guys posted, you know, if you guys came out against the social media podcast, you know, of course I'd be bugged, but you know, I would listen and we'd figure it out and I would figure out, okay, is this going to make me better or, or worse or whatever? And so mm-hmm. I, I think we're a little too PC, obviously. I think it's yeah. just like, hey, let's talk about it. That being said, I think that the unique thing about the digital aspect is we don't have relationships with people all the time. And so what you are doing with Nils is from a friendship aspect. And so you can say all the things you want about the Lakers um, and you can really kind of just poke the bear. It's what we do with Dustin because we have I have a great relationship with him and I have no worries whatsoever that Dustin will retaliate to me on social media. Um, because we have a relationship with him, he's a friend of the of the magazine and so or the website, and so I think that that's important. Whereas if you get into those conversations with other people, uh, especially people you don't know, and you poke the bear, are you poking the bear for the sake of interaction? Are you poking the bear because you just hope it'll be fun, or yeah. is there actually going to be something that comes from that? And if you don't have a great relationship, it might be wise to recognize that you're not necessarily doing something that's constructive. And I think that's a key part of it too, that you can, you can be not politically correct and start a dialogue and that's great, but you can also just poke the bear for the sake of poking the bear. And I would say that's not correct. Yeah, that's good. I don't got to reply to that. I totally agree. I think too, with the whole, like we're, we're too PC now. I think that every bit of pushback, every bit of correction, every bit of like, I don't necessarily agree with you hundred percent is bullying now. Hmm. Like, Oh, you don't agree with me? Well, you're being 
mean, you're bullying, you're, it's way too sensitive to, to their own. They're all, they're overly sensitive on their, on their, they're insensitive on the other end. And it's it just, it just for the reflection of our society's just you know, tilt towards self and self focus. And it's all about how I perceive it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Phil. You got a very nice voice. I know I said that earlier. I want to apologize. You got a very nice voice. I enjoy it. I didn't mean to it's like the velvet wrapping on a very big hammer. You know, I just, it's smooth and then crushes you with the wisdom and the depth. You have way more descriptive words for your voice than I think anybody I've ever met. Like you've really thought about this. Like I could feel it. (laughs) I could write a sonnet about my voice right now. But, but then I have to read it off in the Batman voice. I have to do it like that. What are you talking about, Phil? I'm pretty sure that you have. To, just go ahead and pull it up. We all know you have a draft in Evernote on uh, the Phil's sonnet of his voice. I'm pretty sure. Just pull it up. Go ahead. Read it for us, Phil. You know what? I really thought I had a joke coming, but I, I lost it. It's gone. So there you go. Don't write a check. You can't cash. There's some social media advice for you. Yeah. <laughs> so did we scare you away officially, or was that good? No, that that was perfect. I think I, you know, and and just just to be practical on what we're talking about, you know, going back to uh, the show that Nils and I did on Google Plus, when you replied to me, I mean, I was like, I I hope I didn't offend him. You know, I had that moment. I definitely had that moment that I was like, you know, I, and, and I was just being honest, but you know, there is a line that you know, honestly, like you were saying, is you know, sometimes it's it could be misunderstood or, you know, I, you know, it honestly doesn't mean it's the wise thing. And so it's definitely figuring out. And, and, um, that, that was a good realization of like, okay, let's, let's be careful. You know, it's especially, especially I, and I started thinking about, and this is after Dustin and I talked and, um, we had some exchanges, you know, you know, I started thinking about, you know, I gotta be careful if I'm using any type of platform, small or large, to criticize someone else's platform that maybe they have more of a vested interest, especially when I start thinking about people, this is beyond, you know, what anything that was talked about or who's invested now, but I don't want to criticize something that maybe somebody has some livelihood in and, and potentially take something away. I'm not at a place that I can do that, but you know, you know, I want to make sure I'm careful and I'm being wise and discerning, especially if I'm just, if I'm, if at any way I'm leading anybody. So if I have the ability to even get one person off a platform, you know, I got to make sure I'm doing that correctly. And that, and that's one of those things, you know, you know, it's, it's like anything. I think if you have a voice and you, if there's anybody following you, it's that whole, uh, you know, James principle that, you know, we're going to be judged more harshly, the Bible says. And it's because, you know, we're leading others. And so I, you got to be wise. You, you got to be discerning. And that's part of it. And I know um, that's how you guys manage your guys' platform. And I think that's something that, you know, I'm learning in this realm of like, just making sure you're being strategic and, and making sure you're not, you know, misrepresenting inf- any information. And I think that's a good thing. It's a good thing to make sure you have check and balances. Yeah. That's something that Jeremy is always harping on. He's always like, you know, do you have any data to back it up? And that's what that's what led to him writing the uh, By the Numbers ebook is the fact that he was tired of people just basically putting their opinion out there or parroting what other people were saying without actually any data to back it up. Um, so I agree with that. And I, at the same time, I think that is just it's just as good of a thing to admit when you're off or you're wrong. You know, there's rarely a hill like that that's worth dying on. Yeah, and, and I think that your your authority becomes so much stronger whenever you you can say I was wrong and I admit that. 
I mean, that's a good parenting technique, let alone a great vlogging and social media aspect. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my kids are four and two, so I haven't admitted I'm wrong in anything yet. I'm waiting. Well, you're not, you're them. still, you're still perfect <laughs> until they turn a teenager or, or you give them the wrong kind of juice in their tippy cup. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay, uh, tell everyone where they can hear you and Nils talk about church and social media. Yeah. So yeah, our show, you can learn more about our show at socialmedia.church. And then I, um, I also blog, um, regularly in some shape or form, whatever that looks like. Probably there's a lot of spelling errors. Um, I think if anything, that bothers me the most when somebody comments that there's a spelling error on one of my posts. Um, but that's a self thing. Um, Welcome to the blogging world. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't show them your weak points. They'll take advantage of that. Yeah, my, my, my wife does a lot of my editing when I feel like I'm off. Um, but jcranda.com. And so, but really the, what I blog about is more church online there more than anything. Uh, since that's a realm that I've been in the, the last four to five years. And so that's something that's really close to my heart. So I want to try to help anybody that's thinking about church online, um, about any of our failures and success. And, you know, I'll talk to anybody um, about what what's working, what's not working, what data is re- irrelevant <laughs> and what's, you know, what's really practical when someone's getting going. So yeah, socialmedia.church and jcranna.com. It's not like you're at a really big church where you practice this sort of thing either. So I don't know what authority you really have on the subject. Hey, no, everybody at Saddleback, you know, everybody, you know, uh, Rick talks about it in Purpose Driven Church, you know, riding the wave of what God's doing. Really, everyone else is who's second fiddle to Rick. You know, we're just learning to ride the wave of Rick. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like everything I do is irrelevant. People go, oh, we, what, why? How are so many people watching with your, what do you mean? How many? Why? Because I got a boss that's awesome and very transparent and I'm, you can replace me with anybody. <laughs> so if, if I, I, I'm just more of a laboratory and I, I like to share my learning. Awesome. Well, if anyone listening wants to join in the conversation via social media, just use the new church mag podcast, hashtag CMAGCast. So you can listen along there too, Jay. CMAGCast is the new Church Mag hashtag. So uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about more online. I, I feel a duty to end this with saying that if all of our podcast listeners can send Jay a tweet, a message saying, we love you. That would probably be best. Google Plus is still great. Phil doesn't know what he's talking about, but we still love you, Jay. I think that would also or, be a good Or if you prefer, if you want to invite Jay onto, onto Circle or whatever they call it on Google Plus, you know, and just make it one big happy family of five people, that'd be great. That, that, is, that was the best thing after that podcast. Oh, I, I felt like, Jeremy, you rallied some people. I feel like you went in some deep channel of Google Plus and said, everybody, let's, let's invite <laughs> you me. Channel where people are. <laughs> it was it was brilliant and it was making me laugh out loud. Who I don't. It was so so funny. It was such a good thing. Oh my gosh, so great. Well, I don't know if the Google Plus jokes will ever end. I feel sorry for Google Plus. Hey, here's what it is. I really I, I've been thinking about this seriously. I want to get on there and actually use it. Okay, but there's no one on there from my church. And like I. I don't want to build a platform ju- like, hey, ch- ch- committed church followers who are already engaged with our church accounts on Facebook, convert to mm-hmm. Google Plus with me. It's the it's the promised land. I am your Moses. I'm not doing that. It just it seems, it seems like a lot of effort for not much well, return. I, and I and I always say, don't get on Google Plus for your church. Get on Google Plus for yourself because it's more of a leadership type thing than it is a church. 
place. But I don't like people. The I know. I don't like people. <laughs> I just love how we're ending this. <laughs> okay. Well, it, apparently, Jeremy, we need to get Dustin on to um, preach. I mean, talk about Google Plus. <laughs> Do we want to go down that hole? I mean, we can. I, I, I almost feel bad for Google because this is like their third social media network. And it's just not catching on, which is ridiculous because they they have the most they have the most baked in users in the universe through <laughs> Gmail and YouTube. So I was just like I do, I don't I feel so bad for them because they they have all of the all the tools are at their arsenal. And honestly, fake, fake, Facebook is really annoying. Hey, Phil, Google Plus Phil, is a just, better platform. Just so you know, Jay had this conversation with Dustin on the podcast. So either you're saying you didn't remember him saying that or you're saying you didn't listen to his episode of the podcast. <laughs> I didn't I'm listen to the episode of the podcast. You should, know why? you should know why? It was about Google Plus and I don't oh, care. <laughs> well, that, that's, why, that's why we wrote it in such a proactive way. Google Plus is dead. Mm-hmm. So... Try to offend people. It was a little bait and switch, you know. So, <laughs> it, that so. Oh my gosh! It's but Google Plus isn't dead. It was never alive. That's the oh. problem. <laughs> no one ever came. <laughs> oh man! Well, we got like twenty minutes of useful episode. This yeah, I know. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. Jay, thanks for being on, man. We we appreciate it. Yeah, Dave, thanks for having me on. Love Church Mag. Thanks for everything you guys are doing, and um, thanks for doing this podcast. It was fun. All right. Say hi to Nils. Will. Have a good nap. Join the conversation by using the Church Mag podcast hashtag CMAGCast. We would love to hear what you have to say. You can also send us an email to podcast at churchmag, and we love iTunes reviews. So leave us one, please. That would be really awesome. Until next week. Uh, what's, what's the name of the podcast? Exact name of the podcast? Is it the Church Social Media Podcast? It's the Social Media Church Podcast. Yeah. Okay, we have Jay with the Social Church Media... No, wait. Say that again. <laughs> I, I'm not repeating it. I don't think. <laughs> no, Social Media, Social Media Church Podcast. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. What I'm excited to uh, to to hear you guys' voice and get to know everybody a little bit better. Cool. Did you hear that, Phil? He's excited to hear your voice. <laughs> well, here it is, man. So just bask in it. Let it, wa- let it wash over you like the waves of glory. Well, I'm kind of at that, like... Isn't it like, you know, they think all that creepy stuff happens to Jesus around 3 a.m. So your voice kind of, I'm going to equate it with Emily Rose and different horror films or something in my mind because I'm kind of in a weird mental state. So, Eric, please tell me you're recording. Please tell me you're recording. Yeah, I am recording. Not not that this has anything to do with being creepy or anything. Um, can you turn your video off, Jay? We, we just need to save the bandwidth. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Eric's in Italy and they suck all There's, the bandwidth away, yeah. so... Um, I use it all. It's true. Um, so some of the stuff that we were talking in the back channel, Jay, was the idea of how do we interact with people whenever they have a negative response. Not to say that I have a negative response to you, but um, I think that's what I accidentally started with Dustin Stout and everything. Was how do you, how do you handle how do you handle whenever you say something and it doesn't necessarily come across positively? Yeah, which I got to experience yesterday in a. 
tasteful way. Is that a good way to say it, Eric? Tasteful way? Yeah, it was pretty tasty, all right. <laughs> so um, I, maybe just the idea, and Eric can introduce all this, but just the idea we put something out on the internet for everybody to consume and enjoy, and then people kind of just yeah jerks about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So is that is that your guys' topic for this week's show? That's what we were thinking. If you're cool with that, yeah, no, I think that's that that that's what we made up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys plan your podcast. We don't. We just make them up as we go along. I don't know if you can tell when you listen. Uh, what you see is what you get. We find it's we find it's better when none of us knows how it's going to start, right, or how it's going to end. <laughs> Which means we have no expectations for the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and for no. me and Phil, that's perfect because we don't have to edit this thing. So yeah. precisely, yeah, it's easy for them to say. All right, well, let's let's get rolling. 